0: 32GI, leading sports nutrition provider, focused on health and performance, 32GI, trusted sports nutrition advisors. Thanks for joining us once again on the 32GI Sports Nutrition Podcast. I'm Mr. Active David Katzen every week week in week out talking about stuff that i'm so passionate about i mean nutrition is so important not just for exercise but with everyday life today we've got a guest uh, coming on to the show again and it's a great pleasure to welcome paris edwards onto the show uh, age group triathlete ultra triathlete should i say and uh, has done a lot more than that but first of all paris uh, welcome to the show thanks for having me now I must uh, ask you, I know you get this a lot, but uh, any South African listeners would uh, read your name and go, is it Paris or Paris, you know, uh, Paris by <laughs> the wall <is, laughs> as they call it, and I'm sure you've got a lot of that in your
1: life. I certainly have, yes, and, and um, my, my dad uh, spoke no Afrikaans whatsoever I thought it would be unique to spell my name P-A-R-Y-S and I have lived with the consequences ever since. <laughs>
0: Well, let's get to some uh, more serious stuff. You're uh, originally from Zim. You spent a lot of time in South Africa. You're actually back here training at the moment and recovering from sort of injuries. But you're also based in, and at the moment competing out of the UK. Initially, you were a hockey player. Is that correct?
1: Yes, absolutely. That was um, that was my first love in terms of sport, um, and pretty much took up the first thirty years of my life. Um, if I'm honest, yeah.
0: Now, talk to me about that transition. I mean, it's not uncommon. We see people do it all the time. But hockey is a, you know, it's a quick burst sport. It's a very different sort of in excess, or so to say, endurance that you need for hockey as opposed to to becoming a triathlete and an ultra triathlete. When did you realize you had a sort of bigger endurance engine?
1: You know, and um, I hadn't. Uh, I, one of my strengths actually in hockey was my fitness and my work ethic, um, and I was always the one that. Was excited about fitness training or bleep tests and and things like that. So I, I knew I knew even as a hockey player that I liked that side of sport. Um, but it just consumed me while I was trying to achieve what I wanted to. And um, it wasn't till I thought, right, I need a break from hockey, and I I stepped stepped away. And um, literally just fell into triathlon, just as a means of keeping fit and meeting some friends in London, and uh, and it just grew from there. But I, I didn't really know, I had no idea what I was capable of, um, before I got involved in triathlon. If I'm honest,
0: did you find that adaptation quite easy? I mean, swimming would have been something foreign just to sort of playing hockey, but it's probably something you did in your life. What was the hardest of the disciplines, sort of, to get into, and, and was it sort of an easy progression for you?
1: Well, the progression, it was easy because um, one of the things that I struggled with hockey was um, the subjectivity of it, you know, um in triathlon, if you've, if you've got the quickest time, you've won the race. In hockey, often it wasn't that easy to say, did you have a good game or didn't you? Um, and how much pitch time you got depended on someone giving you that pitch time, choosing you, your coach selecting you. Um, and, and you, there was such a dynamic as well with the team, which I loved, but I also found it hard. You know, if you made a mistake, you let the team down. In triathlon, you're just responsible for you, really. Um, so I found it a much easier, which, and it was more of a niche for me. Um, and then skill sports, the harder you try sometimes, the worse you play. And, um, you know, triathlon, once the race starts, you can just put your head down and, and work hard. And, um and that suited me too. But, uh, yeah, the, I think the hardest thing to get to hang of was swimming. Um, I didn't swim a lot as, as a, as a kid. So, um, that was really tough learning to swim properly at the age of 30. And um, that's, it's been a labor of love since.
0: Well, Paul South African, uh, tri- triathlete Richard Murray, he's worked really hard on his swim, but, uh, still is his hindrance and you know could see him winning a lot more races if he, he really could get out with that lead pack on the swim so it's very important but when looking at ultra triathlon maybe not as important you've got the time to come back on the on the bike and on the run
1: yes absolutely and i mean that's why i target um the distances i do the you know needs to be half ironman and longer and um, by far the shortest aspect is the swim and you can minimize your losses um, and that suits me. And the fact that it's non-drafting as well. I mean, Olympic distance, I think if, you, if you're not a strong swimmer, you really are ruled out of, of any success there um, because you need to save your legs on the bike and, and then be fresh for the run. But um, in the longer distances, um, yeah, there's a little bit more, a little bit more forgiving, for, you know, well, a bit more leeway for the weaker swimmers, I think. Um,
0: well, Paris, joining us, of course, on Skype. Uh, Paris, I must ask you now. So, it was two thousand and seven where you sort of made that transition into triathlon, and you've got a had a professional licence, shall I say, since twenty fourteen. What have been some of your triathlon highlights during or since sort of taking up
1: the sport? Oh, since um, well, since first taking up the sport, I think um, I think the the best really was when I won the World Champs at the half Ironman distance in Vegas. Um, I i hadn 't no i, I mean I was I was thinking top five would be a dream um, so to to win my age group and be the second age group of that just that will stay with me for a long time. And, and that was the first time I thought, wow, I'm not, I'm not bad at this. Um, uh, and then, yeah, since then, obviously, um, my first professional win at the Laguna Puket Triathlon, that was very special. It's a, it's a beautiful race. They call it the race of legends and, um, wonderful atmosphere in Phuket and Thailand. And, um, that, that's also that I didn't think I'd get to win a race as a pro. So that was very special.
0: Well, uh, age group events at, uh, Ironman, half Ironman and challenge events, uh, I still think they are a lot harder and more competitive than the open uh, open events. You know, it really is difficult. Age group has pushed really hard. So some fantastic achievements there. Looking more recently, though, it's been a sort of a bit of a low in your career. I know you've been plagued by injury recently, uh, partly fueled your coming out to South Africa. Tell us a little bit more about your road to recovery.
1: Yes, yeah. I've, um, unfortunately, I think one of the legacies of hockey was was quite a few injuries. Um that I carried with me and, uh, I, my, so- had ankle surgery in 2010, which I, as an age grouper took me out for about a year. And then, unfortunately, just when I was starting to find some really good form in 2015, I um, tore my hamstring tendon. And um, spent quite a bit of time rehabbing it, um, trying to treat it conservatively. And um, managed to do one or two races. And then it just it failed again. So I had um, surgery to repair it um, in December 2015. And uh, yeah, that, I mean that was a that was a tough road. But I used that I used that time to to reset some things go back to the basics with my core strength um and really work on my run technique and actually since that surgery i mean my running's been the best it's been I've, my time has been getting quicker and my form's better so uh, I'm, I'm a big believer that you can you can use all your injuries and setbacks and um, as a, you know as a to grow you um but you have to approach them with the right attitude and uh they're certainly they're certainly not fun at the time
0: Paris, as a physio, as someone who's sort of studied in uh, in that genre, does it find do you find you're more frustrated with injuries? Because you kind of understand them and you understand what you need to do and that it's not such an easy process to come back from a lot of injuries?
1: Yeah, I've wondered about this, you know, and I I think actually it helps me being a physio. Um, there's a lot of stuff I self manage and um, I commit to the you know, I know when I have to commit to the training and the disciplines the things you don't like doing your stretching and your core work or release so i think it's been really positive for me and the one thing i never expected when i stepped back from full-time work as a physio just to to race professionally i never expected it to impact my physio work so much because i've learned just as much from triathlon for physio as i have you know about my physio and triathlon so it, it feeds both ways and i feel very grateful to to tie my two favorite things together like that
0: now let's move over to some uh, nutrition. Obviously, that also is important whenever you are training or sort of out of season, in season as a triathlete. But specifically looking at coming back from injury, have you needed to eat in a certain way? Have you adapted the way you've eaten over the last few months?
1: And um, well, the, obviously, when I'm depending on injury, my nutrition varies just according to my calorie needs, but. Um, I've actually I've massively changed my um, diet and my approach to nutrition since going pro and even before because I've had quite a few issues with my gut. Um, I found out about eight years ago I was gluten intolerant. Um, I'm a non-celiac gluten intolerant um, and cutting out gluten was what prompted me to make a massive step up as an age grouper. I mean, I, I just remember my, my achievements just, I just jumped up in ability. Um, And it was really insightful. And then in my first year pro, I was struggling with some gut issues again. And and I remember saying to my sister, you know, it feels like I'm I'm eating gluten, but I'm not. Something else is happening here. And um, so I saw a sports nutritionist at the time and um, found out that I had leaky gut syndrome. So this inflammation in, in the gut wall and um you start reacting to foods and then your immune system goes into overdrive and you get all sorts of allergies and and, and gut symptoms. And um I did um, I cut out the foods I was reacting to and changed up my diet again and again, huge step up in performance. Um, you know, my my body fat dropped, um I was I felt healthy, I wasn't getting sick i had so much energy and it was just fantastic so i learned early on the the role that nutrition plays um and what it can do f- especially in endurance sports because you know that's obviously gets more and more important the longer you have to go for
0: now oh, it's a it's a problem a lot of people do have and uh, as you said it's trying and error finding what's causing it what works talking about what works currently where where you're at in terms of racing what are some of your nutritional practices
1: and In terms of racing, but, um. I mean, I'm so I'm off the gluten and dairy, uh, the main allergens, really, the main things that can aggravate your gut gluten, dairy, sugar, and alcohol. So, pretty much those four I'm pretty much off uh, just to try and look after my gut. And um, the other thing that really improved my training and performance was to increase my protein intake, um, especially at breakfast. And um, some days, I mean, I kept a food diary and, and then I realized I wasn't getting protein till the evening sometimes. And um, it can be easily done, you know, especially before I cut out gluten so um i always make sure i have some protein in my breakfast and so like a race day um I have a, I make a protein smoothie for breakfast. It's got a protein powder in, and then I put in um, rice milk and coconut milk, and avo, and then a banana and whatever other fruit I want, maybe half a mango or something. Really tasty, and I have a black coffee with that, and and that literally will keep me going through a half Ironman distance on much less nutrition than I would have before when I just ate a bowl of oats porridge um, with rice milk, you know. And um, so I found balancing protein with my with the carbs really helpful for. Me.
0: i like that you mentioned you keep a food food diary because whether you're a professional or an amateur i know mark wolf always talks about it you don't really know what you're consuming until you are keeping that Uh, so it's great advice for anyone out there to look at their diet by doing that paris now very interesting to hear how you do eat around races but i know you are of course also a 32 gi ambassador and an athlete Uh, how do you utilize the 32 gi products around a race
1: uh oh, um, i mean they've been a huge help um uh, so in the race, I tend to take three. Well, over the half Ironman distance, so I have at least three gels um, on the bike, and I'm just such a fan of the of the flavours, the 32 gi flavours. You know, I, I remember being in races and forcing gels down, and now I kind of have to hold myself back and pace my gels out during the ride. Um, I'm a particular fan of the vanilla one and uh, coffee, um, and um, the G shot as well, the espresso shot. I mean, I'm a like most triathletes, a real caffeine addict, and and a good coffee is one of my favourite things, it's it's literally like having a little espresso on the bike and really it just pips me and I tend to take that so midway or towards the end of the bike and maybe one on the run if I need it um so during the race I'm completely 32 gi fueled and um either endure or or the race um the race uh carbohydrate drinks um along with water or an electrolyte if I'm somewhere hot um those do the job yeah post race the um, recovery protein powder it's one of the few protein powders that I can just mix with water and find it's still tasty um usually I have to mix them with um coconut milk or something else but the recovery there's, there's the strawberry and chocolate flavors or vanilla all of them straight into a water bottle with water um, and it's perfectly good tasting it's just so useful little sachet wherever i am i make sure i've got my recovery in post race as well
0: Let, let's move on now you you're on your way back from recovery you want to get back to that top level what's on the cards for you and even long term what, what are you hoping to achieve from the sport
1: Yes yeah, so a um, little bit of a backstep um the start of this year I still working out some some gut issues unfortunately uh, due to a horrible parasite I picked up um last summer um, so um I've had to back off the training a bit and reset my system, which it's as an athlete, I think takes far more discipline um to to hold back than to train hard and to push um, but hoping to to be back. Back to good health um, in April and build up for the European summer and really setting my sights on full Ironman distance this, this season. Um, I've you know injuries and illness have stopped me doing that. I haven't. I've never raced a full Ironman. Um, I'm sure that I'll be in it. Thinking, what was I thinking? But um, yeah, I really want to give uh, give the full Ironman distance a go and um, potentially it could suit my strengths. So um, if I'm fit enough, um, Bolton uh, UK Ironman um, or Wales, both of them obviously hilly suit me and will be uh, fairly accessible for me in the uk uh i'll return to london in the summer so currently looking at some ironman races and um we'll see we'll see what warm-up races before that over the half distance
0: kona if you're, you're looking to do the full ironman yeah. must be on the agenda
1: you know um no not well no it's it's actually it takes a real commitment to get the the uh, KPR, the Kona Pro ranking points to qualify. So as a pro, you have to be invited um, to race the world champs at half or the full. And um, and I often think, as a you know, as a pro, if you haven't got a shot at the top ten, it's a really expensive trip. So I'd have to be honest and say finances would hold me back on that on that score. And um, uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna tick off an Ironman first before I, I take on the beast that's Kona. <laughs> but Fair who enough. knows? <laughs> Fair
0: enough. And there's plenty of races, not only. In Europe but across the world for people to choose in terms of Man. you don't have to go to the other side of the planet to race a really good event Paris before I let you go there's a question I ask people often and what I love is each and every person has something that works for them and it's giving nutrition advice or, or a single piece of nutritional advice uh, what would yours be
1: sure yeah it's hard to just to, to narrow it down and I just feel like I've been on such a journey with my nutrition but um you know actually I think you'd sum summed up by saying work out what works for you so you know um, i don't i i couldn't eat what other people eat or um but you you figure it out and i think we covered it and the most revealing thing for me was when i first started keeping a food diary i don't do it all the time uh, just every now and then um and but particularly when i had the nutritional consults and writing down honestly everything i ate um was really informative and and then when you look back on it you can sort of you can see what are your eating habits and just to think about what you're putting into your body um and eat clean you know um and uh, it just makes such a difference when you're asking a lot of your body you've got to put good stuff in um, you know we're 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 formula 1 cars you know and um so we need we need good fuel so just yeah take a look at what you're eating and and think about what you're putting in it's probably the the most important thing
0: Well, you're a Formula One car, most people have some so we're we're a little bit different from you. I I like that you said honestly keeps a food diary because I don't think it doesn't matter who you are. At some point, you're going to eat something that's a little bit bad and go, no, I don't need to add that to the list. So very important, as Paris just pointed out, be honest because you're only cheating yourself if you're not honest on that food diary. Paris, if people want to follow your career more if they want to see what you've done? Do you have a Twitter handle? Are there places on the web people can check you out?
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, I'm on Twitter, Paris Edwards Try, um, and I've got a website, um, ParisEdwards.com.
0: Awesome. I'll put links to that up on the show notes on the website, 32GI.com. Thanks for joining us on another edition of the podcast, and a very special thanks to Paris Edwards. It's going to be great to see her road to recovery and her getting through that first and possibly winning her age group in a first I Man event. <laughs> 32GI. Leading sports nutrition provider, focused on health and performance, 32GI, trusted sports nutrition advisers.